words to that song because when the Lord is in a place, transformation takes place, amen? And so I hope that you're ready for that today. Uh, the Lord wants to do a work in us. And uh, I want us to pray if we can together today. I, I like to pray for uh, churches that uh, around. We, we believe here at 1910 that we're, we're not the only only game in town, right? I'm so thankful for that because we are flawed and broken and we make a, a lot of mistakes. But, but I'm so thankful that, that we are just a part of a greater movement of what the Spirit of God does in churches all across our community and around the state, around the world. Amen? And so you know heaven's going to be filled with more people than what we have in this room today or that are watching us online. And so uh, um, anyway, um, I want us to pray though today. Many of you probably have heard about verse-by-verse verse church here in San Antonio and Pastor Steve Armstrong passing away uh, this week. And we want to pray for that congregation. They're still gathering today and, and our hearts and prayers go out to that fellowship that are gathered today and for their leadership that are leading in a time such as this. And, you know, um, um, even when we don't understand everything that God is doing, right? He, we, we, we have to just, we, we trust him and, and know that he sees things and knows things that we don't. But it's just hard sometimes, is it not, to wrap our mind around things. And, and then also we want to pray for Fellowship Church and Grapevine, um, Pastor Ed and Lisa Young, uh, as their daughter Lee Beth passed away this week as well, age 34, um, on staff there, great leader in that house as well. And, and again, it's just hard, isn't it? And it's just, just a reminder that we need to, uh, we need to uh, make the most of every opportunity before us, do we not? Um, and the, the, the thought that God woke you up and that you're here today or watching us online, uh, it, it's a gift from God. And what will you do with this today? Are, are you just going to squander it? Are you just going to exist? Are you just going to try to make it food? Are you just going to watch some football? I mean, what are you going to do today that's really going to make a difference, right? And scripture says that our life is but a vapor. It's here and then it's gone, right? And so um, I, I pray today that we would value this opportunity that we have here today. Uh, and, and with that, in relation to life, uh, I just want to honor and, and us take a moment and, and recognize the sanctity of human life. Um, the last 10 to 12 months, our, our, our um, TV monitors or laptops or devices have been filled with images in which... Uh, we see um, tragedy after tragedy. Uh, we hear statistics on a daily basis, watching the evening news, how many people have passed away in relation just to one thing that's gripping our nation, the coronavirus. But did you know that there will be hundreds of thousands of unborn babies that will lose their lives this year? Never having the opportunity to, 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 to have a chance or to move forward. And, and we don't talk, like to talk about that, but it's a reality. And, 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 and I just, here's what I know, and I'm not here today to, to, to make anyone feel insignificant or, 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 or bad. I, because I make poor decisions sometimes in my life and as well. And I'm so thankful that, that God is a God of forgiveness for me personally and his grace still reaches me but but I, I just uh, you know for 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 us to 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 value all life 
And we've seen slogans about that over the last 11, 12 months, and, and, and rightfully so, about lives that matter. And, and, and listen, God cares about everything. And I just know that, that there is no life that has taken him by surprise. And that even when we don't know or understand the reason why things happen the way they do. God has a destiny and a plan for every one of us. And I believe that even when the psalmist writes, you've knit me together, how wonderful are your works, Lord. Even in my mother's womb, you knew me. God even has a plan and a destiny for those. And, and, and I just want us to, to consider that today because we can, we can lose sight of, of those that, well, they, they don't have a chance. I'm so thankful that we as a church partner with incredible ministries like the Hill Country Pregnancy Care Center that are on the front lines of, of coming alongside men and women when, when, when things that maybe aren't planned happen in their lives and, and encouraging and coaching and, and helping them navigate those, those waters. I'm so thankful for that ministry that's rescuing and saving lives, not just in the womb, but, but, but those moms and dads that, that will continue to, to live and carry that on as well. And so I just want us to remember, even in tragedy, the loss of pastors or staff leaders, the loss of those in the womb, and our hearts should grieve and hurt. Yeah. The shortest verse in the Bible is what? Jesus wept. And I think he cries, and it's okay for us to weep and to cry whenever tragedy like that hits. But I'm going to also just trust that God in the midst of that is going to bring something beautiful from it all. Amen? Grab, if you're comfortable, grab the hand next to you today. And Father, we just want to pray for, for you to be near to, to that family gathered at Verse by Verse Church today, the family gathered at Fellowship Church and Grapevine for... We thank you for Lee Beth's life and for Pastor Steve's life and the influence that they have had, not only on, the, on those houses of worship, but God, literally on the kingdom of heaven. Lord, so many have been brought to a saving knowledge of you because of their efforts. So many have grown and become disciples of Jesus Christ because of, of your work through them. And God, our heart hurts and grieves for the loss of their lives and their leadership. God, be very near and dear to their families, to their churches today. And God, I, I, I pray that you, in a way that only you can, would you begin to restore them and bring life back and bring beauty from it all. And Lord, for, for so many today that will not even have the chance to breathe their first breath here on earth or to take a step towards their destiny, God. Lord, we pray for those whose lives are taken way too soon in the womb. Father, our heart hurts for that. And, and Father, I'm just reminded that, that there, is, there are no accidents. It's not who you are. Lord, you don't create things and go, oops, or no, that's not. No, 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 no. You, you, you create things for a purpose. Come on, do you believe that? Every one of you listening to this prayer right now, you've been created for a purpose. There's a destiny. There's a calling on your life. 
God, we pray for those today that all life would have an opportunity, God, to pursue this calling that you have. Holy Spirit, I'm grateful that you're in this place today because you, as you are in this place, and what that means is that, well, miracles happen, transformation takes place. Lord, you can, can meet any situation that we are facing right now. And Lord, what seems impossible to us is just an opportunity for a miracle working God to just do what he does. Come on. If you need a miracle in your life right now, just ask the Lord to meet you right now. Tell him you believe that your situation's not too far gone. It's not hopeless. Acknowledge that he is God and that the one that created all things, that put the moon and the stars in their place and told the waters where to stop and for the dry land to begin, the one who created hippopotamuses and giraffes, come on, do you not think that he is more than able to step into your situation and do the impossible? He's more than able. Lord, that's why I'm glad that you're in this place. (laughs) Lord, we're not enough unless you come. Come today, Lord. Meet us. Do a work. Change us. And may you receive all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, um, today we want to continue in a journey that we're on in, in this series entitled Let's Move. Our word for the year is move, and we really believe that, that, that God wants to take you to a new place. He doesn't want you to just exist. He doesn't want your life to stay the same. Come on, aren't you thankful that God wants to change some things in us? He wants to change our situations. He wants to change what's happening in our culture. God is a God that wants to move us from where we're currently at to the next level. And so we're challenging you over the last few weeks and going to continue to to encourage you to, to, to embrace and be willing to move with God. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. God's plan for your life has never been that you would digress. He wants you to progress. Amen? He wants to take you places. That's his heart. That's his desire. The challenge is will you allow him to move you. Stop settling for where you are and go to the next level. You know, as I think about this idea of movement and and going from one place to the next, I'm reminded of this principle that many of us probably learned in biology class, that living things grow. If something is alive, if it's healthy, if it's if it, living things grow. And if you're alive today, you need to understand that that's God's plan and desire for your life, that you grow, that you move. You know, as parents, we, we used to line our kids up by a threshold of a door frame and, and we would mark their height each and every year. Some of you would pull out a yardstick or a tape measure and there were marks. How many of you, a round of applause, still maybe have some of those markings on your door? frame, right? We charted, we want our kids to grow. We long to see them move from this place to the next place. We take our babies to the doctor and they measure the circumference of their heads. I go to the doctor, they measure the circumference of my waistline these days. But living things grow. I'm growing. Amen? Come on, somebody. Living things grow, and that's God's plan and desire for your life. 
God's plan and God's desire for this church is that it would grow. So many churches, though, you know how they measure growth? By how many people walk into the door, by how many people are seated in seats today, or how many are logged on. I was watching even earlier today before I came in, and I saw just on one of our platforms, 120 people were on with us right now, and we're so thankful that you were dialed in. I know that there's more than that, but we that's not necessarily a true indication of health, right? So many churches measure their health by how many people are being, being saved, you know, and how many times we activate a, a light bulb on a found sign out in our atrium, and, and there's nothing wrong with church attendance. In fact, if you're able, I think that you ought to run to the house of God every week. So many people would give their lives to be able to experience this. Do not forsake the gathering together with other believers. We need you and you need us. Amen? But, but that is not enough, but there's also this salvation is great, and I'm, not, I'm a proponent of people saying yes to Jesus. In fact, I want to ask you, do you know him today? Are you ready for his return? He will come back. I don't know if it's going to be before this sermon ends. I would hope so. But are you ready for that? Are you ready? Those are great things, but, but there's more that God has than church attendance. There's more that God has for your life than just you saying yes and asking him to be Lord and Savior. He wants to grow you. That's why we're taking serious here at 1910 this, this thing called discipleship. There's a pathway that you've seen plastered out in the atrium. It's a kind of a graph that shows you kind of mapping out where we're at and what you can expect from this house. Not only do we want people to encounter who we are at 1910 Church and what we believe about God and, and whatever, we we, we we want to move them over. We, we want people to be, uh, to be equipped, do we not, or establish a relationship with him. You've seen this, and you've hopefully picked up a magnet. We, we want to help you understand. I've said yes to Jesus. I've met him, but, but what are those things that can help me grow in my relationship? We want to equip you. You heard me talk about that last week, about getting in the word of God. Listen, you ought to read the Bible, and we want to encourage you to find a group. That's why I encouraged you last week, and, 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 and even today, we we want you to just, I would just love for you to bombard our, our groups area today and say, man, sign me up. I want to grow. I want to go to the next level. Not only do we want to, 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 to e e equip you, but, but not so that you could boast, say, man, I'm a, look at me, I'm a disciple of Jesus. But no, no, we want to empower you to then go out, as Pastor Chach said, and live the life that has now possessed you. <laughs> Are you possessed? Ooh, you should be. You should be eat up with the Spirit of God. And, and it should be overflowing out of you that, that you leave here and you go into to the alleyways and the corridors of our culture and you represent Jesus there. We want to empower you and unleash you. Listen, this is good, but this is not enough. Can you imagine uh, 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 an army today that would be unloosed in our culture living for Jesus? May it be said of us, ah, there's a man or a woman that has been with Jesus and may we be putting him on display to everyone around us today. But God wants to grow you. That's that discipleship pathway that you're seeing out in our atrium today and, and, and what have you. Last week, we talked about the idea I've already mentioned of, of getting in the word of God. Have you read your Bible at all this week? 
Good. Have you, have you made a commitment yet to find a group, whether it be a life group, interest group, an equip group? We've got groups for women through Radiant. We've got groups for men through our Manu ministry. And by the way, men, that Manu conference is coming up February 5th and 6th. We want you to come and, and be poured into and grow. There's a special evening event that Saturday night for you and your significant other, a date night and a special wrapping. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible this year. We want you to come. But have you joined a group? Listen, these things that we've already talked about were part of Jesus's life. Jesus was a man of the word, was he not? Well, you said, I know John, I've read it. He was the word in, in flesh. Yeah, but remember when Jesus went into the wilderness as he began his ministry and the enemy came and began to tempt him and attack him? What was Jesus's defense? He quoted scripture. He knew it. He quoted it, Right? We know that Jesus had a group. Did Jesus need 12 disciples to make a mess and embarrass him? No, he didn't need them, but yet he still chose to be involved for three years of his ministry with a group of men, right? And in challenging them and discipling them and preparing them because he knew that he would leave, right? He wanted to show them what things were, but he was in a group. I want to share with you a couple of other practical things today, if I can, that will encourage you, that will strengthen your relationship with God, that I believe if you will apply these things to your life, you will grow, you will move to the next level. Guys, it's time to move. Stop settling for where you are and be willing to embrace some new things and go to the next level. I want to talk about prayer if we can. Do you pray? And I'm not just talking about the token prayer over mealtime or, or before you go to sleep at night, but, but are you a person that truly prays? Listen, this concept of prayer is, 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 is something that, that, that so many people around the world and even with differing thoughts and beliefs, they understand prayer. Hey, Muslims pray, do they not? Buddhists pray, Hindus pray. Hey, Satanists even pray, do they not? But there's something special for us as Christians, as followers of, of Christ, when we pray, we do something, we connect with the creator God. And, and we create with the one who, who is more than able, right? This idea of prayer is a beautiful thing. In fact, this thing of prayer, I believe, should serve as the epicenter of all of our lives as Christians, to, to, to me, if out of all the things that we do, sometimes we call those things spiritual disciplines. To me, this is the most fundamental. This should be the easiest thing for us to participate in. But it's oftentimes the most neglected in our lives. We don't have to have our Bible to pray. We don't have to be in a room and with other people when we pray. You don't have to pray at certain days or certain hours and face certain directions like some other beliefs pray. Prayer is simply us having a conversation. It is us actually, it's more than, it's us having a relationship with God. Do you pray? Do you pray? You see, I love prayer because for me, when I pray, it sets my focus. Prayer gets me to think about the things of heaven. It gets my attention to where it should be. And it gets me to stop thinking about all the stuff maybe going on around me. 
I encouraged you last week when it comes to God's word, you know, those first 10 minutes of your day oftentimes set the trajectory for your day. And so the sooner that I can get in the word or even that, the sooner that I can set my mind on the father, I'm telling you, there's a better chance that, that I'm going to be better prepared for whatever's going to come my way throughout the day. That in the morning, before you even get out of bed, right? Before that first cup of, of coffee, then you can begin to set your focus on the Father. To, to thank him, God, thanks you woke me up today. Hey, God, what do, we, what do you have in store for me today? Hey, what are we gonna do together today? I'm setting my focus. Start early. I would say end your day with it as well. Hey, thank God for life. Thank God for your family. Thank God for the provisions. Thank God for opportunities that you have to go. Have God be your focus early and often. Press, that's our focus. Colossians chapter four says that we need to be devoted to prayer. Listen, you understand devotion. Devotion are those things in which you, 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 that consumes your, 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 maybe your time, talents, your, your thoughts. Listen, we understand devotion. You're devoted to something. Colossians 4 says, hey, devote yourselves to prayer. Listen, prayer changes things. Prayer changes us. Prayer is an incredible tool for us as we grow in our relationship with the Father. Have an alert mind, it says. Be thankful for what God's done. Set your focus on prayer. It's interesting to me in Luke chapter 11, the disciples of all the things that they noticed in Jesus's life, this was probably one of those things that stood out the most was Jesus's prayer life, the power that he possessed. Luke chapter 11, verse one, the disciples come and say, Lord, would you teach us how to pray, right? Don't teach us how to you know, walk on water. Don't teach us how to, you know, raise dead people. Don't teach us how to spit in dirt, make mud, put an eye pack and water. No, Lord, we, we see something, prayer. I'm telling you, there's an incredible power available to you as you pray. But, but I also want to talk about another thing that I think is important, a practical step you can take to move to the next level. And that is serving others. You ever thought about that? No, 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 listen, if you've been with us any amount of time here at 1910 Church, you will hear me say things like this, that you're never as deep as the last person you served. You'll hear me say things like this, that the way up to God is humbling yourself and lowering yourself in service unto others. Listen, you grow when you serve. Have you ever heard this verse in Matthew chapter seven that says this? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Do unto others. We've heard that command, have we not? How often do you follow it? Here's, here's how we would probably write that. Do unto others as they have done to me. It means if you do something for me, I'm gonna reciprocate and do something for you. Is that what the word says? No, it says, do unto others as you would like for them to do to you. Let's just be honest, though. Is it not difficult sometimes to serve someone? 
It's hard sometimes to do unto, isn't it? But I just want to remind you who we say we follow, the one that we've lifted our hands to, the one who we said is in this place today. Listen, if you read the Gospels and you're going to read about the life of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're going to find what he was all about. You're going to find time and time again Jesus serving people even when they didn't serve him. You're going to find Jesus loving on people, doing kind things for them, even when they didn't give up. Um, <laughs> um, uh, seriously, I caught myself because I want, even when they didn't care about him, let's just say that, right? Uh, even on the cross, one of the final, some of the final words we find Jesus saying is, Father, forgive them. He's still thinking, you're gonna find Jesus clothing those that were naked. You're gonna find him serving the down and out. You're gonna find Jesus associating with people that didn't have life altogether. Aren't you thankful that that's the Jesus that we worship and we focus on here in this house? He served people. In fact, in Mark chapter 10, we get a snapshot of, of his attitude towards serving. Jesus says, for the Son of Man has not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for others. Hey, do you serve people to the level in which you're willing to do whatever it takes to help them or to bless them? Again, it's, hey, you know what? That, that, whatever you do for me, I'll do. No, do unto others as you would like for them to do unto you. In John chapter 21, there's this incredible story of Jesus. This is after his resurrection and, and the disciples have all gone back to what they used to do before he called them to follow him. The resurrected Jesus in John chapter 21 goes back to the very seaside, the very seashore where Peter and, and the other disciples were fishing. That's what they were, right? And he calls out to them and they recognize that this is the resurrected Jesus. And in that encounter in John chapter 21 of Jesus cooking them breakfast and them having a conversation, Jesus looks to Peter and says, Peter, do you love me? Well, you know I love you, Lord. Remember, he asked him that three times. And after each time he asked G uh, Peter that question, Jesus replies, if you love me, then here's what I want you to do. What did he say? Go to church. No. He said, I want you to feed my sheep. I want you to feed my sheep. Jesus was wanting Peter to understand this idea of service and doing unto others. Peter, listen, I've modeled for you for three years. Peter, listen, if you love me, I want you to feed my sheep. He would go on to say in John chapter 14 earlier, he, would, he had reminded them that if you love me, you're going to obey my commandments. Hey, listen, we could stop right there. If you want to grow closer in your relationship with Jesus, just start doing what he's told you to do. Obey him. Moms and dads, do you not love it when your kids are obedient to you? When your kids actually get it right and they do what you ask them to do, does that not bring you great delight as a parent? Yes. Listen, if you want to be closer to Jesus, why don't you just be obedient to what he has told you to do? Listen, I, I hope that I don't have to spend much longer trying to remind you about the need to be people in the word 
or I hope that I don't have to do, you know, another song and dance and jump through hoops to remind you about the importance of, of finding a group to connect with, to study the word together and pray with, to encourage and serve together. I, I hope that even today that you're understanding that there is incredible power when we pray and, 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 and my relationship with God just, uh, it, he's my focus. This idea of serving others. Listen, there are so many incredible opportunities to serve in this house. You ought to run to the connections desk and they say, hey, sign me up, right? God's gonna do a work in your life as you do that. As you do unto others, well, like you would want them to do unto you. But the challenge is, what are you going to do with what you've heard? It's good stuff. I'm not trying to mislead you. I'm not. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to help you. I want you to grow. Living things grow. I want you to grow. You're alive. Take advantage of these opportunities to move to the next level with the Father. Would you stand with me today? And our ministry team's going to join me down front. God, I pray that you've been honored and glorified in this house today. Father, we thank you for your presence. It's your presence that changes things. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, that you're in control even when, when it seems like life is out of control. And God, even when we can't understand it, wrap our mind around it, we can trust you that you still got this. God, I pray today for, for, for the person in this room that feels hopeless, that they would find hope in you today, Jesus. For the individual that feels like maybe, hey, uh, uh, this, this situation I'm facing, it's just, it's, it's insurmountable. No, 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 no. It's an opportunity for you, miracle working God, to step into it. Father, for the person here today that's, that's not ready for your return because they've never called upon the name of the Lord and been saved, I pray that today, God, they would run to the front, even right now, and say, hey, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. And Father, for all of us that call ourselves your children and believers, Christians, Christ followers, Lord, that means that we're going to do the things that you do. Lord, the way that we show you we love you is by, by obeying your commandments. And Lord, well, you want us to pray. In fact, you told us to pray constantly. You, you told us how to pray. And Lord, you, you, you modeled for us service. You modeled for us taking care of people's needs around us. So, Lord, I just simply pray that we would obey you, that we would take a step today in showing you that obedience, but more importantly, God, we take a step of growth today. Lord, use this this week for your glory. May we be focused on you, think about you often. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.